All right, we're back. We're talking about uh, Star Trek uh, episode, season two, episode eight, A Matter of Honor. And uh, really, I really enjoyed this episode. Uh, I mean, it has, like, if you like Riker, oh boy, is this the episode, is this a good episode too? Uh, let's see, Riker in charge. That's the first thing I put, Starbase 179er. Uh, Wes and Data, Wes and Data are working together. Wes is in gray. This is hailing. Uh, then they say, hey, we're ready for the transfer. Uh, Data has the bridge. I guess Riker rolls out. Let's see. Hailing frequencies open. Oh, yeah. Riker's calling uh, Starbase 179. Ready for your transfer on your mark. Okay, Commander Data, you have the bridge. And then he heads below. And Data's kind of sitting at the helm, uh, chilling. And then we see a planet, red planet, uh, desert-like, uh, clouds or dust. I put steeps or whatever they're called, S-T-E-P-E-S's. We'll look that up later. Data ready. Also, another question we'll research is data left or right-handed or not. Uh, and then uh, four uh, cadets or something come in. Riker gives them greetings. Uh, it put Wes, oh boy, because Wes is, uh, he makes a mistake, like a mistake. He's, he assumes uh, uh, this ensign that he knows him uh, just because he, like, uh, Mordak. He says, What are you doing here? And the dude says, I'm not Mordak, man. I'm Menden. I'm from Benzar. Uh, and, I mean, it, like, uh, I guess if we look at it through. Uh, one perspective, it's like Wes is a young, he, he, like sometimes you have to make these uh, mistakes. It's a little bit culturally insensitive and, uh, uh, you know, her, I mean, yeah, probably uh, like, uh, I don't know, Menden doesn't, uh, he definitely has his own inter- internal issue, like, uh, and to, to continue the thing, I said, he's kind of like a, what are they like? I looked up there. Well, we'll talk more about it. But I, like, he's a he's a bit blue, a grayish blue character. With uh, I, th- I forgot where they're from. Let me see. I got some uh, uh, welcome to the Enterprise uh, cultural exchange or the exchange program. Everybody follow Crusher for the indoctrination program or something. I said what. Uh, he said, oh, actually, the the dude Menden says, oh, no, naturally we look like we're from the same geostructure. And then Riker says, good to have you here, Ensign. We have briefing and indoctrination. I don't know why I find indoctrination just doesn't sound uh, like something I'm interested in for the Enterprise. Uh, and then Riker gets a call to go to the phaser range. Uh, from the boss, uh, from Picard, who I guess was down there the whole time. Oh, also, the the dude is a little bit, uh, at some point, I guess I don't know what, Riker gives a look to O'Brien, who has a laugh. I think that's from Menden. Oh, yeah, he says to Riker, I'm happy to be assigned to the Enterprise. It wasn't just luck. I requested it, and I know I'll be great help. So he's very, um, I don't know, emotionally connected with Menden. It, because certain personality part, parts, you like overenthusiastic. I think that's like, uh, like where you're being overenthusiastic to cover up a little of, uh, 
you know, F R I G H and then but T at the end. Uh, and you say, okay, like maybe I'll overcompensate a little. Maybe that's what Menden's doing, or maybe I'm just projecting a Star Trek characters, which is, you know, one of my hobbies. Okay, what do we got here? Nuber one. I don't even know what that is. Uh, Nuber one. Is that even a word? Is that really a thing? But Picard and uh, Riker down at the phaser range. Uh, kind of worth watching them practice, uh, shooting at these lights. Uh, ones that they're on blue and gold. What the heck is Nuber one? That does sound like something they would say. Because it says, O'Brien has a laugh. Nuber one. Uh, they say, okay. Oh, Picard says, what do you think about these re- re- exchange kids or young adults? Uh, he says, positive. Uh, Menden's eager to please. And uh, Picard goes, that's a Benzite trait. Uh, and then Riker, this is a really fun scene, actually. He says, hey, what about uh, an off? He goes, They're saying, we're thinking about somebody from exchanging somebody from the Enterprise. Riker goes, huh, tell me more. And he goes, well, there's a Klingon vessel in the area. Riker goes, I didn't know that any like uh, Starfleet officer served on a Klingon vessel. It, it's so good. These two are really good together. This is even season two. Picard goes, no, no, neither have I. And Riker goes, it might prove beneficial. It, you know, they're really taught, like, they're they're just like, this is like kind of like a professional flirting talker. I don't know how to describe it because it's not quite subtextual, but because uh, they're talking about what they're talking about, but they're, you know what I mean. And he goes, no, neither have I. It might be beneficial, Riker says. Uh, but Kirk goes, Worf's the best, right? He goes, no doubt, bye. I don't know why I said bye, but, but he says, yeah, for sure. And the record goes, well, who would you send? And Picard goes, hmm, good question. Maybe a volunteer? And this is when you, like, uh, like I don't know if this was a power move or not, but Riker goes, I might be interested, not that. And then Picard misses a target, and he pretends he didn't hear them, hear him. And I think Riker laughs. Let's see. Uh, colors. Uh, uh, black, blue and yellow circle, Riker raising an idea, Klingon vessel. Oh, I put loving this subtext and talking around it. I might be interested. Darn, uh, Picard says when Riker's talking. And you think Riker laughs there, yeah, because he thought it was a, it, it was a power move. He has to repeat himself, uh, which, I don't know, maybe it's just a way of Picard testing, saying, are you serious, uh? And Riker says, in a charming way, he says, I wouldn't mind the assignment, sir. And Riker goes, why? He goes, no one's ever done it before. Why the heck else? Uh, he goes, you know, you heard of Brand the Brave? And Picard goes, no. And he goes, well, one day you will, dude. Like, forget that other nickname. And Picard goes, what are you even talking about? Riker goes, I don't know, Scoots putting words in my mouth. Uh, he goes, nobody's ever done it before. And it's like it's already done because Picard says, well, I'll notify Starbase of your acceptance and they'll make arrangements. And so I put nice uh, because no one's ever done it. Nice. And then the the episode opens. Captain's log 42506.5. Departed to Klingon. Roberta Worf. Clear something up. Talk about my captain. Okay, let's see what really really happened. uh, Worf and Riker are in the hallway talking, and he says, uh, 
Rufus goes, yeah, I know a lot about my heritage. Right, goes, yeah, I want to clear something up. He goes, what are the duties of the first officer? Like, uh, goes a debate. There's like a debate, a serious debate club with your captain. He goes, yep. You're supposed to out debate him if you can. And Rick goes, what? Uh, wouldn't that be like chaos? Uh, and Worf goes, no, no, no. Keeps the captain on uh, the top of the game. And by the way, your second officer is going to try to debate you right out of school. And Rick goes, wow, that must take some getting used to. And Worf goes, it's been working fine for centuries. Uh, Ian, he goes, it is different. And Worf says, many things will be different. So I liked that method of attrition. Uh, many things will be different. Okay, then the blue, uh, Menden, sorry, I wanted to call him blue guy, observes a lot. He has, in quotes, helpful comments. He's like walking around with his hands behind the back. Uh, like I said, we'll try to look at him through the lens of empathy, So, but it is a little bit difficult because he's kind of like a splainer and like a, like he knows all. And he does have this, like, a journey in this episode. Uh, so he walks around with his hands behind the back. Uh, first off, I put WTF, like, because uh, I don't, I didn't look this up, but it's like, like some, like, exchange dude can just walk around the bridge, like, looking at people's stuff. Astute. Somebody says the word astute. Wes is a bit taken aback. It even shakes his head. Like, uh, like, are you kidding me? Like, uh, with this, uh, he gulps too. Oh, it's a, sh- it's not a pleasant shaking of the head. Like, it's a fresh, like, uh, then we have Riker eating Klingon food. And this is the Pulaski season or Pulaski. And she's good in these scenes because she says, she, she's like, uh, representing kind of like the audience she says what are you what are you eating and uh breakers full bore uh snacking on this stuff uh pippius uh, targ gah Pulaski, uh, Pulaski, yeah she says uh gah and he goes oh yeah uh he goes you want to try anything she goes no 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 and she goes are you going to be able to eat all this stuff uh and he goes uh well, I got to be, you know, I need to be full, you know, I got to be able to participate. Uh, and she she goes, okay, well, you know, they're same, like, uh, I don't know if they're mammals, but she says, you know, their physiology is similar to ours. So that she tries to give Riker some peace of mind. She also is like not, she's like a little bit of judgmental of their ways of doing things. Uh Riker says, you want to have something to drink? She goes, no, I'm abstaining because it's your last hour. I'm bored. And they said, abstaining from something that doesn't have any alcohol is interesting. A feast before transfer. I didn't realize this was like a, like a thing. Uh, Riker goes, your sacrifice will not go unnoticed. Good job of kissing my uh, side of my beard. Uh, then Picard shows up. He goes, oh, this is the feast before transfer. He goes, I've done it before. But he goes, I'd pick something else, uh, more palatable. Riker goes, this is the palatable stuff. And then Picard brings it back to the ground. He says, okay, well, we know so little about them. So much to learn. He really great opportunity, and I envy you, uh, Riker. And uh, so that's cool. Uh, I envy you. Riker really does seem to enjoy the food. Riker gives transportation sentimental note efficient bridge Klingon vessel approaching. 
The wharf looks uncomfortable. Klingon. Okay, so let's run through this here. So in the hall, uh, uh, Worf gives Riker a little uh, transponder, uh, just in case, precautionary. In, but he says, no, not precautionary, efficiency commander. And then we're on the bridge, uh, Klingons approaching, hailing, pa. Uh, uh, Picard says on screen, I'm Picard. He goes, I'm Cargan, the captain of the Klingon vessel, pa. Maybe, I don't even know how to pronounce it, but uh, he goes, get your first officer on board. Uh, Picard goes, by the way, great, Riker's a great guy. He goes, I don't, like, no thanks, uh, I'll see myself. Uh, Screen off. Uh, and then Menden goes to, to all people, Worf. He goes, not very hospital, hospitable, are they? And Worf is like, dude, get back to work. Uh, he goes, it's not your concern. Observe your station, Ensign Menden. It's like, what? What is this? This dude does need like his journey this episode. He said, blue dude. Klingon leans back. Uh, that was on the screen. Then Blue Dude has a comment for everything. Uh, then he does uh, a scan of uh, their thing. Oh, he goes, sorry, I didn't mean to offend you. And Worf goes, you didn't. Uh, and then he notices, like, there's uh, something on the hall of the Klingon vessel, but he doesn't say anything. Uh, and then Picard goes, beam Riker over. Acknowledged, O'Brien sends him over. Kirkus Data, you're on the bridge. Um, inconclusive was the scan that, kid, that Menden ran. Oh, Brian, heck no for me. Because maybe he says, Are you going to go over there? Oh, yeah, he goes, No way for me. Because I'm trying to get a date with, like, in the Arboretum. Because uh, maybe he hasn't got that date yet. Uh, and he goes, are you worried? Riker goes, no. He goes, well, and Riker goes, just get me over there. Uh, let's see. For me, energize. We watch the vessel head off. Uh, Menden stops Picard, uh, which, uh, Picard goes, resume course, uh, take over data. I'm going to observe, uh, and he goes, yeah, he just wanted to introduce myself to Menden. And Picard goes, good, okay. He goes, I got a couple ideas to run by here. Uh, I'm really swift on the uptake. In Picard, which is a little bit weird, he goes, on this, he goes, we follow chain of command, which I'm like, wait a second, don't all, I mean, maybe men, uh, Benzites don't follow chain of command. I don't know. He goes, Worf is a, your point of uh, contact. And he goes, sorry, I just wanted to impress upon you. And Picard goes, no, sorry, uh, we should have explained it better. And then Worf goes, Ensign Menden, you may impress me. Uh, which is like, man, do I love Worf. Uh, no need to apologize. Yeah, he does a hair toss, like a slight hair toss when he says that to me. Very red. I don't know what that means. Riker, oh, the, the inside of the Klingon ship's got like red lights. Uh, Riker has to let them know who's in charge uh so let's see Riker goes in oh the, the his second in command goes uh he's kind of like playing Riker he goes he uh, goes huh you never seen anybody like you before he goes well I'm average everyday human man 
who just happens to be your commander. Uh, and he goes, what was your order again? He goes, take you to the command and uh, command the captain. He goes, yeah. And Riker goes, let's get to it then. And then Riker gets on there. And we kind of learn, like, he's like, hey, I'm from Starship Enterprise. He goes, not anymore, dude. You're Pa or whatever. You're Riker, first officer, Klingon, Pa. He goes, you tend to disobey any Federation orders. Uh, he goes, no. And then Cargan goes, where's your loyalties? And Riker goes, I don't understand. He goes, uh, we, we, he goes we're peaceful, but this is our ship. Uh, he goes, I got to count on everybody. He goes, where are your loyalties? And Riker goes, uh, I've been assigned to serve the ship and obey your orders. I'll do that. Uh, and Cargan goes, uh, are you going to take an oath? And Riker goes, what do you mean an oath? I just said I would. Uh, and then Clock starts to debate Riker. In a very 80s action, the 80s uh, like TV shows had these action debates. Uh, so this is like one of these action debates because uh, he says, uh, point of order. Uh, and the uh, uh, Gargan says, I recognize Lieutenant Clagg's point of order. And Riker goes, you got something to say to me, Clagg? Say it outside of parliamentary procedure. And Clagg says, okay, I don't believe you. And he goes, are you debate? You, do, do you want to debate me? And he goes, correct. Uh, and he goes, do you have a second? And the captain, the captain goes, I leave it to the band, you know, whatever. And Picard goes, uh, so they have an action debate. And Picard, like, totally out-debates him because he's got the skills of, like, uh, Picard's got, like, alpha empathy and compassion. So he can use both those skills. Uh, and that guy's just younger coming up. He was using all like uh, a ag agro debate, which Picard says, well, I agree with you. And he goes, oh, and Picard goes, you accept that I'm in charge. And he goes, well, huh, okay. And Picard goes, uh, I'm, I'm, you know, I follow Cargan, you follow me. He goes, or do you want to be debated right off the ship? And the guy, Clagg, he goes, I'll, I'll follow you. And then Cargan says, and Riker, you'll follow me. And he says, of course. Let's see if I missed anything. That is correct. I can count on you. Loyalties. Uh, okay, like the commander sat down and watched the debate. Uh, he really enjoyed it. Uh, when it's done, Riker blows out like of an O-mouse, like, like that. Uh, and then Worf, we're on the uh, Enterprise Bridge. Worf says there's an unknown substance on the dorsal section of the engineering uh, or Menden finds it on the dorsal section. They magnify it. Uh, it's like rust or something. Subatomic rust, we'll say. Uh, but it's doubling in size like every 15 minutes. Uh, and uh, they they go, where is it from? And they go, uh, and Menden goes, it was on the Klingon ship. Uh, and Picard goes, who'd you tell about that? And Menden goes, nobody. Uh, it was working on a report. Ian Orff goes, you're supposed to report anything that's out of ordinary. And Picard goes, come on, dude. And he goes, uh, but I didn't have a full report. Uh, I couldn't, like, I didn't have all my bases covered. And Data goes, how'd you come to that uh, decision? He goes, Benzite regulation. Uh, full analysis and resolution is our procedure. And Picard goes, that's not our procedure. He goes, it's... Uh, 
any possibility of rust or anything else you reported. Uh, decision is not yours. Uh, you got it? Menden goes, yep. And he goes, okay, get back to work then. Keep figuring it out. And he says, it's going to take a while. And Rickard goes, go ahead, take your time. Just get it done. Data supervise. And he goes, aye, sir. And then Picard walks off and Worf goes, and I'm going to teach you some etiquette. Uh, he really says that. Uh, inner probe prioritize. Uh, how did you come to that decision? Something gone wrong. Oh, internship gone wrong. That's what I put. Uh, then there's a break. Uh, Riker's log. Uh, I guess his personal log, right? And he goes, yeah, man, Pog. Uh, Impressed with everybody. They're very single-minded. And they're in the mess hall. Riker's getting and giving looks from everybody. And he's pretending, he, he's like using his experience. Mm, bre, bre, is this Brexit? Uh, Papyrus? Uh, and they go, what about the Roke? Roke. He goes, oh boy, is it good. And they go, what about some guy? He goes, he, oh, yeah. He goes, huh, I never had it in this fashion, prepared this way before. And they go, do you want something? <laughs> yeah, this is like, like you know, they kind of give Riker a hard time. Uh, and they go, you know, there's no uh, old debaters on Klingon ships. Uh, and Riker goes, I'm sure they debated with honor. And Clyde goes, yeah, maybe you'll stick around. Uh, then they talk about Riker's looks. Uh, and I guess, like, uh, dating on the ship is a lot. I guess it's a lot on both ships. So somebody says, well, I'd like to, maybe we could have dinner together. And Riker says, we're having dinner right now. Uh, let's see. But they also say, man, you got a sense of humor. Uh, we didn't think you, 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 you uh, humans had a sense of humor. Because Riker even cracks some jokes that they all, uh, oh, they say, would you say you're a typical Federation officer because you have humor? Uh, and Clyde says, you're not what I expected. Uh, and he goes, oh, I was thinking the same way. Uh, he goes, I never, he goes, Worf doesn't really laugh. Uh, goes, so I didn't realize Klingons, and they go, there's much to learn. And Riker goes, that's why I'm here. Uh, and Clyde goes, feel free to ask any questions. And he goes, okay. Uh, or maybe Riker says, oh, yeah. He goes, uh, I don't know. They talk about families, uh, uh, you know, history, Romulans, uh, you know, ups and downs, uh, like, uh, you know, family stuff, like Worf and everybody else. You say, oh, it's family stuff, huh? And Riker goes, Riker closes it. Well, he, or the writers do. He says, yesterday. They did not even know how to uh, eat God. Oh, because they say Klingons don't express the way, feelings the way humans do. Uh, let's see. Our future, a little down about the Romulans and his dad. Yesterday, did not eat God. Everyone happened. Everyone, I don't know what that is. Uh, uh, but Picard data... And Menden are uh, checking relevant new stuff. Uh, the Klingon, uh, they already have 12 centimeters of rust, uh, which Worf glares. Uh, they say, find them. It's not good that they have rust hole on their hull. Hull. Then we see Riker uh, walking. 
Ask for a repeat. Uh, oh, yeah, it's a space rust. Uh, no way. And they say this hole is growing. We only got eight hours. This is on the Klingon ship. Uh, um, let's see. Uh, oh, they say, okay, we got eight hours. Okay, they say, what is tactics? What do you think? Because uh, they think that uh, Enterprise planted this rust. Uh, and they say they scanned that area of the ship for two minutes. Uh, it must be a, they did a rust deposit for some reason. Like, uh, basically, this is the only uh, other ship we've encountered. Uh, because it's normal to scan ships. Uh, and they go, well, why would you use a rust beam? He goes, we don't, we don't use rust beams. We're allies. And the record goes, it's not uh, how we work. Uh, and Rickargan says, no, uh, you don't rust a Klingon ship. Uh, time for, you know, time to get to, like, uh, and Riker's like, what? Uh, and they go, yeah, we got to do, we got to, we're going to have to rust them first and debate them right out of space. Uh, makes no sense, Riker says. Uh, indeed, uh, then I think there's an ad break on a Riker. They say, cloak the ship, and there's a Riker close up. Uh, then there's an Enterprise shot, and then Will uh, tries to help Menden. Uh, he goes up to him. He tries to be nice. Uh, and he says, geez, you just made an error. Uh, and he goes, you can't recover from an error. Uh, that's not how Benzites work. And R- R- Will goes, you know, we've really learned about resiliency on this ship. He's tried to. He goes, don't worry, you're resilient. I can see it. He goes, thanks. Uh, but he goes, that's it. Uh, and he goes, I don't know why you're trying to be nice to me. He goes, uh, and he goes, well, people make mistakes. He goes, you didn't put the rust on the ship. Uh, you just saw it, and then you didn't know procedure. And the dude goes, uh, why are you being so nice to me? And Wes goes, because I thought you might need a friend. Uh, and, you know, Menden's kind of like, uh, I guess he has like one of those negative egos that I'm familiar with. He goes, well, it must have really like... Uh, you know, have guy all over my face, you know. And Wes says, well, this is what the exchange program is all about, learning uh, and exchanging information and, and then, uh, you know, like uh, growing. And he goes, uh, that's kind of part of resiliency. I don't think the dude quite gets it because he goes, I'm going to, like, he's an all or nothing thinker, which I know well. He goes, I'm going to, Succeed brilliantly and work really hard. Uh, very all or nothing. Will's hands are crossed, but Will's happy. You know, he tried to help. Uh, then they, we see the Klingons. They see Jesus Rust is like uh, toast. Uh, and they go, Riker, go down and look uh, at one of the portholes. Uh, and Riker goes, uh, they, and he says, dude, keep an eye on this guy. He, maybe he rusted the ship. And Riker had de- de- debated this dude, Clagg, who says, well, why would he be here f- to rust a ship he's on? And Cargan goes, because he's human, so they're, uh, he goes, uh, I don't know. And Clagg goes, I don't know. He goes, he might be up to something, but uh, he's very brave. Uh, he goes, he goes they don't, they're not Klingons. They don't think the same way we do. And they say, okay, we see the Enterprise. It's headed towards us. And I guess it's another all-or-nothing thing. And you just go, car can go, see, told you so. 
Riker, because Riker comes back and Riker goes, what do you mean? And he goes, the Enterprise is following us. And why? And Riker says, well, why don't you ask them? And they go, 15 minutes, we'll be meeting up. And Cargan goes, uh, prepare my debate suits and get the rust, rust, you know, rust the device ready. Um, let's see. Know your rank. Uh, what is that? Bridge data. Keep an eye on him. Second starts. No, no step down. Stare down. Oh, there's a couple stare downs. Intercept course. Riker's back. You almost had me believing. Know what that is, but uh, something like definitely not. It looks like it was never written in English, even though I'm sure when I wrote it, uh, it looks like if you took trapeze and triangle and combined them into one word with none of those letters, uh, like or maybe it says T and G P R Z P Z U E. I don't know. Following us, uh, why ask him? Reasons clear, lots of debating. Bridge data standing, uh, and they say, "Well, where's the uh, Klingon vessel? Well, it's cloaked or it's been rusted away. Uh, they may be here to help." Uh, I think that's back on the other one. Uh, this is when they meet up because uh, uh, they say, "Well, what if they're here to help?" Uh, and he goes, uh, "They're not here to help. Uh, don't forget my rank." Uh, Riker goes, I'm just trying to help you understand. Uh, and Kurgan goes, uh, he goes, I'm captain. You're supposed to obey me, your oath. Uh, and Riker goes, yep, you're right. Uh, he goes, okay, tell me the easiest way to rust out the Enterprise or debate your captain. Riker goes, no. And he goes, well, you have to. He goes, well, I'm not going to tell you the Enterprise secrets. Uh, and he goes, well, then what good is your oath? Uh, what good is Starfleet then? And Riker goes, I can't break a past vow. He goes, those oaths supersede. But he, he's almost debating. He goes, those oaths are prior oaths that supersede my oath with you. And Cargan says, those oaths are in conflict, which Riker says, no, they're not. I'll obey your orders. I'm going to serve on this ship uh, and do what must be done. Uh, but it, it, uh, your orders don't supersede my per- previous orders or oaths. And Cargan goes, good, because that was actually a test to see if you were an oathbreaker. And now I see you aren't, uh, so you're very, you're in my good graces again. So I don't know if that was the Klingon trying to save, like, uh, like face with the rest of his crew, or he was real, it really was a test. Uh, so, oh, also, during all this, uh, there's some really good shots. Uh, the second in command is looking on... Uh, I forgot his name, Clagg, uh, with a dreamy look. He's watching Riker. Uh, uh, and, oh, he even gets a, Riker even gets a hug. He goes, you're really a Klingon, the captain says, but the Clagg really has dreamy looks for Riker. Uh, then we see Menden working on the computer. He seems happy. And let's see. Oh, he goes, yeah, I figured out the rust. Uh, he goes, it's like a titanium uh, thing. And they go, neutrino, a neutrino beam, a tunneling neutrino beam will clear it right out. Uh, and Parker, Parker, Parker goes, great job, uh, do it. Uh, and uh, then he says, Worf, add that to the hailing message, messages. Neutrino beam will clean the rust. Uh, 
then we're back on the pie. They say, okay, they changed. Now they want you to use a neutrino beam. It's rust. Uh, and Riker says, see? And Cargan goes, no, they're not, it's not true. And then it's, but there's still a quote. Uh, then it's like Picard Captain's Log 425 07.8. Uh, we're looking for the Klingon ship. Can't find it. Uh, can't find any debris. Uh, data says that. Uh, and Data says, no debris, they must be here in cloaked. Uh, and Picard goes, okay. And then Data says, we should probably go to Red Alert. He goes, make it so. Morph goes, I. So then on the Klingon ship, they say, okay, now they're on Red Alert, shields up. Uh, and Riker goes, yeah, that's a procedure when things are strange. Uh, of course, you put your shields up. Yeah, they just de-rusted their ship. Uh, uh, let's see. Assume cloaked agreed. Make it so. Oh, I love it when he says that. Uh, uh, Riker. Okay, so then, let's see. So, back in the ship, uh, they, Cargan goes, well, they're f- fools for putting their their debate shoes on unless they're ready to debate. Uh, and Riker goes, you only get one shot at Captain Picard in a debate, so you better have some opening line. He goes, I only need one. Uh, he goes, prepare my debate, you know, my debate, uh, like a speaker or whatever to launch. And then Riker says, well, it's, he goes, you want to be closer so they could hear it and that there's no lag between your speaking. And he goes, so 40,000 kilometers, it'll give them, he goes, it'll also give Captain Card less time to respond. And they go, wow, that's actually smart. Uh, and they say, okay, count down to 40 kilometers, uh, and Riker, you'll call, you'll give the word for the final debate. Uh, and then okay, Riker says, okay, and they go, any questions? He goes, yeah, one thing. He goes, I don't trust your judgment. Uh, he goes, you're ca- causing a confrontation debate when we don't need to. And the guy, Cargan, goes, are you finished? And Riker goes, sure. And they go commence, and then they go, we're closing. And then Riker pulls out that transponder and turns it on. And the Cargan goes, what is that? Uh, he goes, nothing. <laughs> Just pulled it out of my boot at this opportune time. And Cargan goes, hand it over then. So then we switch back to Worf, who goes, yeah, the transponder's on. Uh, he goes, uh, he goes, it's the one I gave to Riker. And Picard goes, okay, O'Brien, lock on that. Uh, O'Brien says, well, we're not quite in range. Uh, and Picard goes, we've got to stretch it. Uh, you know, it's a transponder. And uh, uh, he goes, we got to know what's going on. And he goes, Riker's the only one, so beam him onto the bridge uh, on my command. And O'Brien goes, okay, wait till 40,000. Uh, so then Worf's counting down, transponder room's counting down. And because you got to switch the shields off and beam them on. And then they're at 40,000. Uh, and then on the pod, they're at 40,000. So they're going to drop their cloak and get ready. So everybody's getting ready for this 40,000 moment. And as soon as they get hit, uh, Cargan gets beamed over uh, to the bridge. Uh, prepare, energize, standing. Something fueled flak. I don't know what that means. Uh, 
And then Riker goes, I'm your captain now. Uh, what is this? Oh, Riker has no honor. That's what the dude says when he's on his ship or on the bridge of the Enterprise. Uh, and Riker says, uh, yeah, I'm your captain now. I've relieved Cargan. He was acting irrationally. He goes, serve the ship as I have. Uh, and yeah, Cargan throws a fit. I was tricked by Riker. He's not uh, honorable. Uh, and Riker goes, okay, turn off your shields uh, and obey my orders. Uh, and they go, well, what are you doing? He goes, don't worry, I'm on the ship. Uh, he goes, so that's my order. He's cloaking shields off. And I, re- I repeat, cloaking shields off. It's a pa. Uh, he goes, uh, he goes, Cam- Captain William Riker, Captain William Riker of the pa. He goes, so lower your shields and surrender. And Picard goes, shields lowered, surrendered. And Cargan goes, I demand to go back to my ship. Uh, and Picard goes, get him ready to beam back. Uh, and then Brian goes, okay. And then he goes, Riker, we can fix your ship right away. He goes, Riker goes, thank you, Captain Picard. And this one was a little bit more subtle. So let's see, here to assist, lower your shields, uh, lower your shields. Uh, Thank you. So then Riker and Cargan are together on the bridge. Uh, and he goes, Cargan goes, you should have just debated me out of space. And Riker goes, I don't want to be in charge. And he goes, well, you tricked me. Riker goes, who cares? You're back in charge. And he goes, get back to work. Uh, and Riker refuses to listen, uh, which uh, means that he gets fired off, the sh- gets kicked off the ship. And then Clagg, who loves Riker, uh, he says, yes, Captain. He goes, he whispers. It was really great. I loved it. He goes, whispers to Riker, you understand Klingons better than I thought, Commander. Riker goes, thank you, my friend. I wonder if they cut out one more scene with Menden. I mean, he did, like, fix the thing. But he doesn't have, like like, a... like a full proper conclusion of like, well, I learned to listen and not be a know-it-all. But Riker and Picard are together and uh, he says, well, that was the short assignment and the shortest in the history. Picard goes, being away from you, it was like the longest. Well done. And Riker goes, I learned quite a bit. And Picard goes, now how to uh, uh, reformulate an initial debate when you're getting kicked off your ship. And Picard goes, welcome back, number one. Uh, and he goes, Worf, take Riker for a walk. Uh, and then Riker says, geez, that really worked, Worf. And he goes, I'm glad I did. And he says, you come from a brave and unique people, and I'm glad you're with us on the Enterprise. And Worf goes, thank you, and welcome home. And that was the end of the episode. A good, good episode. And let's see what we had to look up here. Uh, a couple of interesting things. Uh, oh, the word hail. Uh, in this situation, let's see. This is from the dictionary on Wikipedia. Uh, let's see. Uh, hail is a noun. Uh, balls or pieces of ice. Uh, hail is a verb. Uh, to pour down in rapid succession, descend or release hail, or set of the weather when it's falling, 
or two, which is a variant of HAL, H-A-L-E, uh, for health or safety from the 13th century, uh, like in uh, Paradise Lost, uh, is to greet or give a salutation to, to salute, uh, or to name, designate, or call, or to call out loudly to gain the attention of. Uh, uh, there's also an adjective, uh, an exclamation of respectful or reverent salutation, occasionally a familiar greeting. That's where the uh, football term Hail Mary comes from. Uh, so that's a little bit about it. I'll link to it. Uh, but then it brought up like, okay, what are some of the other? Oh, that's still Wiki Dictionary. <laughs> Wiki Wiki Dictionary. Uh, but then there's like uh, the hail is a form of precipitation, which is distinct from sleet or ice pellets, uh, though they're confused. It's irregular balls or lumps of ice, uh, which is called a hailstone. Uh, ice pellets usually are cold weather. Hail does not usually occur in cold weather. Unlike other forms of water ice, uh, which is made of rime, ice pellets are smaller and translucent. Hailstones usually are between 5 millimeters and 15 centimeters. Uh, uh, they're most possible in thunderstorms like cumulonimbus. Uh, it requires environments of strong upwind, upward motion of air within the storm uh, and lower the heights of, of the freezing level. Uh, in the mid-latitudes, hail is in the interior, forms in the interior of continents, uh, while in the tropics, it gets confined confined to high eleva- uh, elevations. Uh, any storm that does create a hail is a hailstorm. Uh, they can be irregular or and clump together, layered, uh, transparent ice or alternating layers of transparent and translucent ice. Uh, yeah, so that's a little bit about it. Uh, it's just interesting, uh, you know, especially for kids when you see it. Uh, and what about step or steep? I don't know how to pronounce the word, I'm being honest. S-T-E-P-P-E. Let's just say it's a step with a silent rest of it. Uh, in physical geography, it's an ecoregion. Uh, grasslands, shrublands, temperate grasslands, savannas, shrub, shrubland biomes, uh, it's characterized by grassland plains without trees, apart from those near rivers and lakes. Uh, the prairie of North America is an example, though it is not called such. A step may be arid, semi-arid or covered with grass, shrubs, or both, depending on season or latitude. Uh, the term is used to denote the climate encountered in regions too dry to support a forest, but not dry enough to be a, a desert. Uh, there's usually uh, characterized by semi-arid or continental climate. It, it can go like uh, from warm in the summer to cold in the winter. Uh, besides the difference between summer and winter, the differences between day and night can be very great. Uh, there's the highlands of Mongolia and northern and northern Nevada, which can really uh, exemplify those extremes. This is all from Wikipedia, by the way. Uh, especially the mid-latitude ones. Uh, there's two types. There's a temperate or true step, uh, which is in the continental areas of the world. Uh, 
further subdivided, like the Rocky Mountain ones. And then there's the subtropical ones uh, with a Mediterranean-like climate. Uh, there's subtypes including shrub steppe and alpine steppe. Uh, the Eurasian, Eurasian, uh, the Eurasian grass steppe of the temperate glass, grasslands, savannas, and shrublands had a, a role in the spread of the horse, the wheel, and Indo-European languages. Uh, the Indo-European expansion and, and diverse invasions of horse, horse archer civilizations of the steppe. Uh, eventually led to the rise of uh, Mycenae Greece and the amalgamation of Indo-Europeans in the pre-Greek population. Uh, There was the Dorian and the late Bronze Age, a lot of stuff. Uh, So there's a lot of interesting stuff. Like, uh, I don't know, I've just always seen that word, and I I thought it would have been like the flat place, uh, like a flat mountaintop, uh, but I was wrong. and I love being wrong. Now, here's a question came up. It's like, is Data left or right-handed? And he is uh, left-handed. Uh, Noon- Noonien Sung uh, programmed his uh, androids with a dominant hand. This is from Stack Exchange. Uh, uh, Brett, I guess Brett Spiner is left-handed. Someone said... Uh, Noonien, like his grandfather, Arik, Arik, was left-handed. Why did he make his uh, androids left-handed? Uh, let's see. According to the most upvoted answer, uh, Data and Lore are left-handed because Soon scanned his own brain to provide the basis for the positronic brains. Uh, and since Soon himself was left-handed, his neural pathways were laid down with the same handedness. Uh, when data, uh, oh, with Lal, uh, is Lal's handedness is not canonically confirmed. Uh, she uses both hands and could be ambidextrous, uh, because data scanned his brain for Lal's brain. Uh, so this is interesting. I mean, I just was wondering, uh, and now we know data's left handed. Uh, and let's just finish up with, uh, Benzites. Oh, let's do a stoot if you're taking an SAT. Uh, astute, S A. Uh, let's see how do you spell it. Uh, astute, A S T U T E. Quickly or critically discerning, or shrewd or crafty is the uh, adjective. Uh, astute. Uh, so there, there you go. Just in case you get that on a test, or you want to use it. Uh, well, that's a astute thing you said. Uh, you know, you could use it for fun uh, all the time. Like if someone, you know, you know, your dog breaks wind, you could say, that's very astute of you, Koa. Okay, so then you headed over to Memory Alpha Wiki, uh, memory alpha, memory-alpha.fandom.com for Benzite. Uh, there are species of uh, humanoids native to the Federation planet Benzar. Uh, their contact was limited before the 24th century, but in 2364, uh, Mordok, uh, the creator of the Mordok strategy, became the first Benzite to join Starfleet, edging out other candidates, including Wesley Crusher. Uh, relations between Benzites and the Federation expanded at this time. Uh, then there was officer exchange programs, uh, and Starfleet officers served on Benzite ships and vice versa. 
uh, following Mordach's uh, footsteps, other Benzites, such as Hoya, eventually enrolled in the Academy, uh, which was also seen on Deep Space Nine episode, The Ship. Uh, the ship uh, Benzites are known to be meticulous. Uh, uh, even the regulations are, uh, which kind of played out in this episode. 2374, uh, during the Dominion stuff, uh, you know, that's like, I want to know. So Benzites are smooth, hairless, uh, blue or green skin. Uh, they have tendrils, uh, and, uh, they don't normally breathe oxygen and nitrogen. So they wear like a breathing apparatus, which kind of seems to put out some, like, uh, whatever they can breathe, uh, which seems like it has a little bit of water vapor. Uh, so that's just a little bit about, uh, Benzite. Uh, so thanks. And, uh, here's some thank yous after this and plenty more to go. Uh, load up other episodes if you need it. All right.